Hang me, oh hang me I'll be dead and gone Hello and welcome to Who Does a Podcast. This is the show where we review, rank, and dig into the soundtrack of one of your and our favorite movies. My name is Kyle and I'm here with... Headphone Joe. And... Yumeo. I had a man, strong and tall, he moved his body like a cannonball. This episode, we are covering Inside Lewin Davis, directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, and released on December 6th, 2013. This is starring Oscar Isaac, Carey Mulligan. Justin Timberlake, Adam Driver scoots in there, John Goodman, and many more. The good man. Uh, The good man, Goodman. Uh, I know at the end of last episode, Joe said it was one of his favorites. Which means he has seen it. You did. I I listened back to the end of the episode. (laughs) I often do. I listened Uh, to the whole episode. episode. And then Rick said he didn't know what it was. So I want to throw to Rick first. For your first time watching it, what are your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you have any idea what it was going to be? No. <laughs> I know he did not. <laughs> I know no he did not. Um, <laughs> I think I even called you and asked you about yes. like. <laughs> you're like, is this you the right movie? <laughs> you want to talk about that real quick? He started the some, phone call? He started listening to the soundtrack before he started watching it. And he called me. He was uh, like, hey, man, what is this about? <laughs> the first song, this guy's killed himself. Rick, you can't do that. You can't listen to the soundtrack first. I've told you. So normally I don't. But oh, right. this wasn't a... So if it's not if it's a, if you if hadn't seen it if I've I mean. never seen it and it's a it's not a musical and mm-hmm. it's just music into like in between like it's ten songs yeah. twelve songs depending on how late it is if I'm like oh crap I got to get these lines to Brian like I I'll listen to it I'll listen to it at least once to get an idea of what I'm gonna watch. Okay. Especially like if I'm driving to pick up Jordan or something like that, I'll just give it a once listen over and then watch just to it prime on Saturday. your brain, you know, Correct. Get, get your brain ready. Yeah. And when I first pressed play, I had to stop because that's when I called him. I was like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> what am I signing up for? But when I turned it on and I watched it and it opened up with. Oscar, um, well, that's not his name, Lewin. <laughs> when Lewin was on that stage and he played that song, I was like, you know what? I appreciate A Star is Born so much more now. Um, hmm. What does that mean? <clears throat> In what sense? Oh, I enjoy A Star is Born more than <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, as a movie? As or... a movie. Okay. And as music. But then I was like, man. Bradley Cooper did his thing did. <laughs> in that movie. Um, but I did like the song. I liked the opening song. I kind of liked the one after. But when he went outside and rated R, got his ass whooped. <laughs> um, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, 
to me. Okay, well. Now, like now I would say, just throw the E out the window. <laughs> now there, there was a movie, like, I forget. I think it was um, one of Heath Ledger's last movies, R.E.P., um, where it was like a role where, like, all these people were in other people's heads, like, mm. mimicking this character. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? That might have been it. Is that or The Eternal Sunshine? I don't it know which one of those two it was. It's not Eternal uh, Sunshine. Never seen it's that one either. Was, it was, uh, Heath, so, Heath wasn't in Eternal Sunshine, no, I think it's the other oh, okay. one. Okay, I was like, <laughs> and I literally thought this was the movie because I was like, "Oh, this guy's hallucinating. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see all these characters in his mind since it's called Inside Lou and Davis." Oh, you <laughs> you're taking the title very. <laughs> that's very not <laughs> that's not a bad way to <laughs> like if you're going into it with nothing. Like that's not a bad interpretation. So we, when he got beat up and then I saw him on someone's couch, I was like, oh, it's a dream. Until the ending. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, they brought it full circle. <laughs> um, but all in all, didn't hate it. Okay. Actually enjoyed lots of it. Um, <clears throat> it was a very good character study. But it's a character that I did not like as a person who I continued to not like as it went on. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know why it was. It, he wasn't a bad guy except for a couple of things. Um, that happened. A few bad guy A couple decisions. of things. Yeah, he did a, a couple decisions. bad guy things decision-wise. But he was just someone who was trying to make it. And I can respect that, but to step on everyone or just blatantly use people, um, I couldn't get behind that that much. But I also didn't realize when it was supposed to be set until Troy told me. It's like the first thing. About I believe Elvis. it's the very first thing you see oh, uh, in the movie. I just, I just looked at the gaslight. I didn't look at the date. I'm almost certain it's the first I didn't look at the date. (laughs) I saw the gaslight and I was like, oh, there's a gaslight in Lubbock. And then I'll just ignore those numbers. They don't mean anything. I I, I literally I sat there and I was like, man, when is this supposed to be said? And then he said Elvis. And I was like, Mr. Presley? Mr. Presley. And I was like, oh, this is back in the 60s sometime. (laughs) Correct. But um, overall, not a bad movie. It's, it's there was one that you had me watch once. Um, I think it was this is so. Another side note: Brian recommended this movie to me like a lot after he watched it, and I never yeah. watched it. This was in. Um, the, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah. yeah, but you recommended a Sound of Metal. Oh, that was mm. way later in my yeah. Sound yeah, of metal but this was like a couple years ago, and I was like. As a character study, I can appreciate him when I like the character or when I see a certain level of growth in the character. I realized that this character did not grow, but then I realized at the end it's because it tied back into the beginning. Well, I uh, disagree that he did not grow. I think he did grow. How did he grow? It's, it's much more subtle. I was say no, no, there were subtle changes. 
there's one thing because I didn't even think about how he grew. I, I want to say until this viewing of it, and I was like, oh, because I think well, let's I get to let's it, get to Joe's well, general thoughts. I think then, the biggest me. growth before I finish was once he, he realized once he realized something that someone was doing. In a sense, no. realize something. Um, I know what he's talking about, but no, I don't think that. So I don't. there were certain points. He's where talking he was about like, oh. Poppy having sex with Gene. Yeah, but Poppy's I think the gaslight guy. Gaslight, yeah. yeah. Poppy's the gaslight okay. guy. Um, but he saw that what the length of what people were finally when he understood what they were willing to do for him mm. to help him. Then it was like, ah, he's not a total asshole. He's just so wrapped up in trying to be this thing that he doesn't care who he knocks down in the process. I think he's still an asshole. Um, I said, I said total, total. <laughs> Keyword, to me total. and Kyle, you can say if you agree. To me, I feel like the biggest uh, sign of growth in Lewin is the fact that uh, he sings fairly well at the end. By because himself, he, yes. Yeah, I was that he had not performed it alone before he didn't want to perform it at the dinner and and the one time he does he basically freaks out yeah yeah at the dinner this was the first time we saw him perform it by himself so the Um, growth was the ending yeah the literally the very end it was accepting that you know but uh, so i i I guess i only feel he sang it at the end because of what happened with poppy and realizing the depths and the length. Well, people- I mean, you can you could say that, um, and he realized like he's not special. He, I think the Correct. a lot of it, a lot of this movie is him thinking he's more special than others. Like one of the probably best lines let I it go of that, yeah. about was the fact when uh, the uh, damn what's the guy's name Sands? Uh, that might be the actor's name. Oh, Stark's Troy. Uh, Troy. Troy. Troy is the Troy Sands, guy that yeah. stays there. Yeah. For when like Troy's on stage and he's like, uh, I got a special guest for you guys. And he, under his breath, he's like, I didn't even bring yep. my guitar. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wasn't ready. I was like, oh, it's one of those ready. classic, yeah, one of those classic <laughs> moments where it's like, Gene and It's like, Jim this or is not yeah. all about you, man. Like, he has to come to that understanding. Yep. Um, all right, so... It's funny that you guys started with me saying this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, movie came out in 2013. It? Uh, saw it when I was a young man. Um, and this was the first time I've seen it since then. Wow. Hmm. Movie's good. I don't love it. <laughs> so you feel like I do. It's a good movie. Movie's good. I don't love it. My I listened today huh. to the end of the episode. <laughs> Where you said one of my favorites inside Lewin Davis. I remember liking it so much, and I I think it was at the height of my uh, pompous movie. Joe, I think you should find that, like, just clip that and put it at the end of this episode. (laughs) Like, it'll be right at the end when we talk about it. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I'll I'll insert it right, or maybe like in the beginning. I'll insert it right here. Here in two weeks, because in two weeks. We're going to be doing a favorite of mine, a favorite of mine, a favorite of mine. Okay. Um, Got it. But yeah, so yeah, (laughs) this movie is so slow. It is painfully slow. Like 
at the 20 minute mark, I first hit the thing like, how much of this movie have I digested? Yeah, the, the ticker. And yeah. yeah, it was 20 minutes. And then the next time I looked, it was only 35 minutes. I was like, man. <laughs> you can't do that to yourself. You got like, to ignore you gotta ignore the time thing. You gotta block it out. I almost watched this on Thanksgiving, and I was happy I didn't. Ooh, good thing you didn't. That been not a good thing. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a bleak ish kind. Of, not oh, bleak, I don't mind like, the bleak. It's just because I was like, oh, I got nothing else to do at this moment. Yeah. Let me go throw anyway. this movie on. Sorry, and Joel. I was like death, 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 and I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Now, one thing I take I'll back: ask, bleak. Bleak is not the right word. It's kind of bleak. Um, it's dour. Nothing good happens in this man's life the entire time we're watching it. It's pretty bleak. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're out with a cat for a little bit. Um, the cat that he loses. So I did want to ask you guys: Did because when I first watched it, um, I was intrigued by it, but now watching it, do you think the first scene is effective when we see it, like starting the movie there instead of just starting it him waking up on the couch? Yes. Can you tell me why? I why think you, you have believe? to set. I think you have to set the scene. Yeah. So the only reason think, it was yeah. go ahead, Kyle first. No, no, no. You you actually have something to say. I'm just I'm just um, talking. So the only reason it was effective for to me because introducing me to this movie where I don't know anything about this guy, right? Mm-hmm. If I see a movie and the guy wakes up on a couch and he runs out the door with someone's cat, I'm like, what the hell is this? But I think since they opened it up with the music. And especially the song, because they didn't even play fairly well. They just played the opening song. Yeah, exactly. And the depth and the the way he sung that song, I don't know if I want to call it the pain, the, the, the emotion. emotion that he evoked, I thought was great. Because even with those last two songs, not to give any spoilers to anything else later on, those were the two best sung songs. Mm-hmm for him as a performance when he was performing. So when he sung that song, it kind of like gripped you and placed you in your seat, especially once you started listening to the words. And then for him to sing a song like that and then to go outside and get knocked out, Mm. it kind of makes you feel like, what am I about to go on? The movie set it up like I was going to see a roller coaster. Yeah. And then and I was watching us. It's a small world. Yeah, like I wasn't here in the teacup for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. So um, now I will give you that. The song, that first song is that's a great way to start a movie. I'll give you that. But for me, I think I think the thing that hung me up on it back then and even now is it kind of feels it gives the perception that this is like some type of pulp fictiony movie where oh we're we're messing with time and it's not like that scene happens at the end as it happens at the end and everything really starts when he wakes up but do you realize that before the end you no don't. And I think for okay. me, that's then why that doesn't really set it up yeah. as a Pulp Fiction thing, though, if you don't really understand that the beginning scene is the end. But until ex- the end. Exactly. But my thing is, when I got the first time I watched it, when I got to the end, I was like, oh, I was Weebay in The Wire. Sorry, I'm watching The Wire. So it's in <laughs> everything I say. I'm like, we oh, snap. Saw this. I was like, oh, he changed history because now the cat didn't get out. Oh, this is crazy. And then like watching it now, I'm like, oh, that just that just hasn't happened yet. 
No, actually, or, or it, already already, it already happened. The first scene hasn't happened. Correct. What, as oh, the, you the, watch the, the rest the very of the movie, scene, yeah. it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in watching it as someone who hasn't seen it before, almost like that next time he goes to the gaslight, which is really in earlier time, I was like, oh, maybe he got beat up. That's why Poppy didn't want him back because mm. of that whole situation. So yeah, a lot of it was like, oh, okay. Your perception of everything. So, yeah. Um, but it also makes him look seem more like an asshole. And he's just cavalier, nonchalant, whatever. Um, but when it ties it back to the beginning, for me, the impact is, oh, your actions that got you so upset about this poppy guy that was literally just as much of a scumbag as you are mm. when it came to mm-hmm. when it came to Gene. But now that you see someone else doing it, you're up in arms and you're all riled up that you heckled this woman. Very McNulty, by the way. And the way, and, and you know what? And it's the first time in the whole movie <laughs> that someone has actually stood up to him for being an asshole. Every other time it's happened, they've welcomed Gene him in. Gene. Well, Gene just I, shat on him the whole time. See, I didn't say yeah. the S word, I said shat. Um, uh, but that's sh- the past tense of the S word. Yeah. I was <laughs> just trying to. Ballpark. Kids wouldn't know the difference, though. It's too late now. You already <laughs> F bombed yeah, it. There's no going back. The so, snake's out of the joke can. Yeah. <laughs> can't put it back. <laughs> okay. I thought that was going somewhere else. Um, I don't know where the snake's are. But no, that I think f- it's. First example. When you, you know, the, meet, the can of nuts. Oh, oh we got springs. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. When you meet gotcha. Jim and you meet Troy and you meet all these other people and he's being a dick. Um, Everyone else accepts him. They forgave him. They they welcome him back. It's like, oh, this is just Lewin being Lewin. So there was really no repercussion except that time. Like when how he was to the Gorfins, I was like, oh, mm. this guy should never be allowed back in their house. Yeah, and he goes back to their house. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where. The finally at the time he started to wake up where you say, okay, he went to his sister's and he realized I need to do something else with my life. This is not going to cut it. I have to go be a merchant Marine or whatever it is. It's interesting. Um, It feels like he's, he's surrounded by enablers, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Where I don't think, I don't think he's a dick. I think he's just selfish Yeah, and doesn't really, he's he's not like actively being a dick. Yeah. It's, it's, he's very self-centered. Yeah. It's like, I have this to do whatever I can do, but I don't think it's, it's like an active thing. I think it's just kind of, he's just kind of floating by. And it's not really until he runs into the merchant Marine guys with the documents and the license that he gets like any kind of pushback. Right. Mm. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what starts him back into Maybe realizing that so that for, change for me, I don't think it was the Merchant Marine. I think it was going back to um, Troy. Troy went to go talk to um, who's Troy again? Troy was the um, the the, the, the veteran. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> Got it. He went to go talk to what was it Bud Grossman, and he's mm-hmm. like he thinks I'm better than Troy. And he goes to Bud Grossman and he plays the song and he's like, yeah, you know what? You were always better as a, you need someone else with you. Like when he said those words to him, I was like, if that's not a reality check, 
telling him you're not good by yourself the way you are now. You need that other person. And after no. that, he goes to the Merchant Marine thing. He like that's almost the thing that shocked him. Like, oh wow, like this isn't a career for me. Well, it's just one of those moments where it's like I can't just walk in and and get what I want. Oh. Exactly. Like that's what he's been able to do the entire movie, but it's just like once he actually tries to do something legitimate, it's like, oh, there's processes here, there's licenses, there's fees. And he's like, Well, I can't do any of this. Like <laughs> Um What was I gonna say? Another thing for me watching it this time, it feels like and it's a character study. It feels like there's no tether to a story, really. Like, the story is so secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, the cat thing... The, the that's the, literally that's the, said, honestly, we just added the cat because we need If you something. look at most <laughs> Coen brother movies, the story is just background for characters yeah, it's so, to, it's be, so and to do their thing. Like, Fargo, Big Lebowski, like, the story isn't there. It's mostly just characters and how they interact in their relationships. So it's kind of that's kind of their thing. But man, I feel like even Big Lebowski and Fargo and uh, Intolerable Cruelty has more story. Like that. There's a through line. Yeah, like that sure gets you from beginning, middle, end. Bunny's missing, and we <laughs> have to go find her. But like. Everything that happens around that is just like the people that come yeah, in and out and just the like dude who they know. And, yeah, yeah. A lot of threads and old dude are set there. But like to me, it's so disjointed with the... Uh, and I, I still enjoyed all the performances, but just watching as a story and everything, like um, this movie, Lewin in New York feels super unconnected to Lewin in the car feels so connected to him in Chicago feels so connected to him back in New York. Like none of that. Are you saying unconnected? Yeah. It feels so, it feels like a bunch of vignettes. Like we had a bunch of good scenes for something, but this doesn't, we just put it all into one thing. Sure. I mean, well, the through line here is just him trying to get any sort of success. Like, that's and just doing what he thinks day to day will get him there and i mean that's why he goes to chicago that's why he does the gaslight that's why he goes to that other guy's office he's like do i have any residuals and it's like no you have (laughs) cases of unsold records do you want one it's just like yeah (laughs) but i mean i don't think i think all right so i haven't really done my job yeah i was gonna say you go ahead with your job (laughs) i've been i've been hopping into both of your guys because is this is a hard movie to quantify like that, um, and maybe it is a little more loose than than other Coens, but I think that's kind of their thing. And I first watched this a couple years ago because I I really love the Coen Brothers. I've seen almost all their movies at this point, and this is one I just never got to. So I was like, okay, I want to watch it. This is probably like mid pandemic, so maybe I'm not in the best mindset to watch a movie yeah. like this. Um, but I liked it at the time. I wasn't blown away. I was like, okay. Um, but I know like a lot of people do love this movie. So I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll watch it again one day. And then when I watched it again for this, I liked it a lot more. Um, and I think most of their movies do lend to rewatches. Um, 
because you're kind of used to the characters and you can pick up on more stuff. Um, yeah, I definitely like this a lot. Um, I think just living in that headspace and living with these characters is interesting. I think that is enough for a movie. Um, and I think the scenes do work. Like, I don't agree that it's like dreadfully slow. I think this has a certain pace to it. Like as he goes scene to scene and as he goes place to place, you really don't know what's going to happen next because that's kind of the way he's living. It's like, where is he going to stay? Where is he going to go? He needs money for this, but he goes to this office. He has to pay this. So it's like trying to keep up with that and just seeing how he goes about his day-to-day life I thought was really interesting. Um, And just trying to make it, just, just trying to be the music guy. I mean, he has an album, but no one cares. Like they cared more when he had his friend who unfortunately has moved on from this world. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it's very good. I like it a lot. Um, I'm not quite as blown away as others are. As but I, I do, I do like this as that show once was, <laughs> as we learned last episode. Um, but yeah, I just think, I just think char- this is a character study, but I think it's a study of multiple characters too. Like I love character pieces where like everyone you meet is just completely different, and you're not you're not going to get the same the same thing twice, you know. Unless you're talking about the first and last scenes. I think, <laughs> I think um, and again, I still do like this movie. And I think all the music in it, it this is one of the, probably the better soundtracks were just top to bottom. I liked every song. Um, There's only 10 songs. I said what I said. Just, <laughs> have to do it. <laughs> but uh, I think like, in a way, I didn't, there were characters I think I wanted to spend more time with or there were conflicts that could have uh had Tease more time spent on and they just we just never really got more like Justin Timberlake's in this movie for like two scenes. That's fine. That's that honestly that's as much Timberlake as there should be in, in never. a movie. Uh, you don't really like Timberlake. That's right. I forget JT's the, the man. I don't I don't not like him. I think he's overhyped. He should he should be in a movie for ten minutes or less. Yeah. <laughs> no. It was clearly was Adam Driver's character. He can wear he can wear his out as welcome is all I mean. Adam Driver's character I wanted to spend more time with. Troy I wanted to spend more time with. Like But you, I think it's you know those who I kind to spend of characters least time with? Freaking John Goodman's character in <laughs> oh, okay. the dang car. That guy was but I think, obnoxiously annoying. I think those types of characters are best suited to smaller moments. If you spend more time with Adam Driver, it loses its luster. It's like, what more are you going to learn? You're going to go to his mom's in New Jersey? Like, that's not interesting. You're not going like, to go to his mom's in New Jersey, but he has a girlfriend. We could explore that situation. Is that somebody that you went once hooked up with? Who don't, we don't I know. I don't know. Do we, need, do we need more of that, though? I think we've had enough of that. Ooh. I think. What's going I on think in you're, Akron? I want to go I think Akron. you're getting as much <laughs> time with the characters as you're supposed to. Like. I feel like if you explore any more of them any more than we did, it becomes less interesting. That's just me. Um, and I disagree with you on John Goodman. That was amazing. 
No, John Goodman, like <laughs> I said, John Goodman good. was great, was so but I, I want to spend less time with that person. Like, well, that's not a fun person to be around. By the end of that car ride, you're not going to spend any more time with him. Not at all. Um, Probably. I don't know if anyone's going so, yeah. to. Uh, okay. The way that ended, like, was so random. Mm. Well, we have mixed we have mixed uh, opinions, it seems. Um, is there any other... So let me ask this. Why do you think, structurally or creatively, they did the end scene at the beginning? Do That's- you think we learn the growth by the end because we get to see him play that second song like what what do you think the purpose of that was i've been asking myself that for days now i because i don't know i don't know I, say, I don't know at this point i don't outside of having a very strong opening scene with that opening right. song and just seeing this guy get waylaid on by the way was it hard for anybody else to make out that there was a human being in that alley at first no I mean, Man, that's that, intentional. Yeah, I was about to say, that guy shadows. was wearing all black and sitting in the shadows. I was like, yeah. is there somebody over? Like, I can't. Is a ghost coming? Like, what is happening? I'm like, what like is I going said, on? Like I said, I thought everything was inside his head. <laughs> is so, a ghost coming? It was mad odd at first. <laughs> uh, until the guy finally stepped into light. I was like, I don't know what we're looking at on this reverse angle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mean, you're supposed to be boat. as uh, confused as he is. Yeah, But, um, yeah, no, I really can't. I really can't gleam what purpose it was outside of just having like, hey, we have let's put our strongest scene at the beginning. Let's have our most interesting scene at the beginning. Structurally, story wise, I don't think it added anything for me, at least. All it did was add to confusion. A little bit. Okay. Because, like, he well, wakes up and then you're like, wait, why is he not, like, like bruised up? Like, what's happening here? Maybe. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just kind of thought it was, like, maybe just shows the repetitiveness of his of his days. You know what? I messed up. That is what I gleaned from it. I But I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought it How was, convenient. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I did have that thought. I forgot. Um, I did have that thought. I was thinking maybe, and this was me just throwing shit into the air. I was like, maybe the movie is supposed to be like a song and this is the refrain. Mm. So we see okay. it twice. I like that. Yeah. That was the only thing I could think like, maybe the whole thing is a song. It's a folk song. So, you know, in folk songs, there's not, there's, random vignettes like we go from one scene to another like nothing really has to be tethered in a folk song as long as you're conveying the same emotion and then you hit it with a refrain or maybe it's like you can have your breakthrough and play the song that you were unable to play that you played with your dead friend but you could still just get your ass kicked in an alley like it doesn't does it really change that much? Does it really, I don't does, know. Does anything ever really change? That's another way you can Right, exactly. So. Yeah. I don't know. Some people call this a depressing movie. I think it does. It is somewhat hopeful. Um, I think by the end, you kind of... Uh, I wanted to go to Akron. You, under that, you understand that change. And you understand I was hoping him. he did. I was hoping nah. he did. Just like, for, uh, again, we had so many random scenes. We could have just pulled off for a scene. <laughs> 
I want him to go just to see what like the dude whose car he was driving would say. He's like, "What the hell?" Are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for a second, just I saw that guy die. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Go through the window. Yeah. Yeah. And then he slams on the brakes and he smashes into the dashboard and he's still asleep. Still just sleeping, weird. breathing. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he's like, "I haven't slept for days." All right, so but, he on, talked a ton. Oh on, no, because <laughs> you That's just fine. reminded me. You just reminded me again. I gotta ask, what was the point of the cat? Because he sees the cat again, and he he hits a cat. He doesn't think he hits a cat. He hits something mm-hmm. at the very least. But he does blood. see it. He does see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what was the what was the thing with the cat? Cat's on the dang cover of the movie. <laughs> I mean. It's just some sort of responsibility he's burdened with, right? It's like he puts so much on the cat of like, oh, they need me to watch it. Oh, you have to carry it here. Oh, it got out. It's just like one other thing that he feels like a burden, you know, because he let it out. He had to go find it. He annoys Jean with it at her apartment. Found the wrong one. And she has that line. It's like, oh, you agreed to take care of their cat, but you can't do this. And he's like, no, I didn't agree. It's just like it got out and I have to watch it. He tries to put it on the elevator guy. He's like, I got to do the elevator. So forced responsibility. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, he finally has something other than himself he has to be responsible for. And he loses it. And he, I was saying, he's not good at that. And he's like completely rattled by it. He's like, I got to worry about this. It's just like, yeah. Something else he has to worry about. Something, a responsibility thrust upon him. And, mm-hmm. But then, I mean... Because as we've learned in the past, if he has a certain responsibility thrust in upon him, he takes care of it in a different way. Yeah. But now this is not guy. something... Yeah, he goes to well, his doctor. In a way, he kind of took care of that cat the same way <laughs> that happened to Well, well he left the cat Because he hit the it, metaphorical cat with the car. Right, but, so, but that's the not cat the, same in the car. cat. It's just I know. I'm saying the metaphorical because I think the whole cat is a metaphor. This like this movie could have been like <laughs> there could have there's a version of this where he goes back to the Gorsuches and whatever the heck the Gorfiends, <laughs> whatever their name is, and he's like, "Sorry, I lost your cat," and they're like, "What cat?" <laughs> and it's like, right. "Whoa!" So. I think the cat is a metaphor, and I mean, at the end of the day, he does hit the cat. He does take care of the cat. Kind of executes the cat. That's like two thirds through. I'm <laughs> just saying. And it's not the same cat. I, I know, but after, I mean, it's <laughs> after. I mean, now, oh my gosh, I'm unlocking levels of the mind right now. It's Here we go. After he gets turned down by oh. the guy in Chicago, he hits the cat. This is the end. He he can no longer hold on to these responsibilities. He can no longer have this career in music he believes. And then he goes to the merchants. Yeah. It's tying up loose That's ends. Exactly what happened. I think there has to be a third viewing of this movie now. Or hitting dead ends, yeah. You know when it's exactly. not going to be? This weekend. Exactly. That is true. <laughs> that is true. It won't be for That's another what I like. yeah. seven years. That's why I like these episodes because sometimes you gotta some talk of us come it. in, some of us come in with the opinions of it's bad. I didn't. I never said or it was bad. I didn't like it as much. There we go. I'm just saying, in the past. Okay. And then by the time we get to the rankings, everyone loves it. 
<laughs> definitely not gonna love it. Yeah, I, was, always, I don't think I that's like gonna, that turn's gonna happen. But. I'm yeah. I'm exaggerating, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. All if, right. If well, I hated this, yes, I would have been turned to a like by now. I can agree with that. Good. But you're I, like to a like more. No, no, I I don't like it anymore. I just like it. okay. So you're exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Like has rewatch value if someone else is watching it. Yeah. I'm not gonna go. Add I think this it definitely to my has rewatch list. value. You should yeah. add it right now. Nah, I'm good. All right. I've tried many times to throw to the rankings, and that's what we're going to do. How do we measure? Where do we stand? At number one, two, three, Number seven, does this bother you? So in 30th place. So what do you want to see the most? Okay. Of the soundtrack, we have selected 10 that are in the movie at a decent amount. Uh, we had some issues on our various music platforms, even trying to listen to the soundtrack, but we've done it. We're here. We have our 10 songs. Um, in the past, we have tried to pick properties that have all original songs. What we have found is a lot of these are traditional folk songs or songs credited to older folk artists. Um, we still went ahead and did this movie, and we're still going to rank these songs. But uh, we're ranking the versions on the soundtrack in the movie. And they were probably more popularized by this movie, I would think. But uh, I think it still fits. I think it's still the spirit of what we try to do here. So we're going to do our bottom five, then we're going to do our top ten. Would no. anyone volunteer to go first? Joe. Okay. Rick volunteered Joe. Yeah, I, Joe like, I listened to an old episode when that happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the old episode. Um, All right, Joe, 10 to 6. Alrighty. Number 10. The This one's very hard for me to say. The Shoals of Herring. I think you nailed it. Uh, number 9. The. Odd triangle. Number eight. Old. Old. I was like odd. Where the old. It's A U L D. Old. 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 It's very Scottish <laughs> accent. They say it. In, uh, <laughs> the jingle jangle. Yeah, on the Royal Canal. Uh, number eight. Fire the well. The duet. Uh huh. Number seven. Green, Green, Rocky Road. Number six, The Death of Queen Jane. Yes, that is the song he plays for F. Murray Abraham, who says... Is that F. Murray Abraham? I don't see money in this. Yeah. He says, I don't see money in this. (laughs) But it is number six on Joe's list. All right, Rick, you're... 10 to 6. Joe How do you not realize it? He's, he's F. Murray Abraham. Who else could it be? My God. How do you not recognize him? He's the same in every movie. Yeah. Old bald guy with a beard. What do you mean? All right, Rick, you're 10 to 6. <laughs> so, for me, coming in at number 10, Green, Green, Rocky Road. 
Number nine, I'm going to go way faster than last time, by the way. I, I re-listened to that. Oh, Ooh, man. <laughs> All right, now you understand from our side, we were like, we got 20 of these to get through. Can we pick it up? The, <laughs> it <yeah>. was so <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Feels bad. Um, the Death of Number Queen nine. Jane. Eight. The Ald Triangle. There it is. Yep. Seven. Uh, Fare thee well. Duet. And six. The Shoals of Hearing. Okay. Uh, the Shoals of Hearing is what he plays for his dad. Uh, Fare thee well duet is obviously the duet that he has on his album with his partner. Old triangles sung by three dudes in sweaters at the nice uh, sweaters at the gaslight. Four dudes, I thought it was four. And Kinky Rocky Road. It was four. It was four dudes. Yeah, it was constant moving camera. Oh, it was a four or three. Yeah. Sorry, so uh, I was weird when it's called the triangle, but. And uh, Green Green Rocky Road. I think he's what he plays in the car on the way to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Um, My ten to six. Uh, oh. something. It, it it certainly was F. Barry Abraham. Um, yes. You know the thing that got me? He looks like this is going to be so convoluted. He looks like um, uh, Henry Winkler's lawyer guy from oh. what's the name? But there's a guy who looks like from that Barry. guy. Yeah, there's from Barry. There's a guy who looks like that guy that I always thought was and I thought it was him. So you're saying there's a guy who looks like the guy in Barry that's not F. Murray Abraham. Yes. So there's a third guy. A, exactly. I don't play. know who that guy is, but there's a Hold third on, guy. I got I to gotta look up <laughs> the <laughs> second guy because it's going to kill me. Because the second guy, he has like he's a little tanner. Like, I don't know. He's taller. He he's taller. And rounder. Rounder, obviously, yes. So there's a third guy name? who's slightly slighter, who's slighter and has a similar. Slightly slighter. Face yeah. situation with the goatee you, and everything. Else. You know what I find odd while Kyle looks this up? Fred Melamed. There we go. It's interesting on how episodes where we don't love it or we don't feel one way Longest episode. about we it. talk too much about So long. It's like there's all this extra stuff. Can't shut up. <laughs> but that's the thing is like yeah, we're when trying you to don't dig quite into know. It. Yeah. When you don't quite know how you feel about a movie. And I, even though I like it, I still don't quite know how i feel there's still a lot i don't understand um or grasp like that's when you talk the most because you're like well what about this and then he did that there's a lot on the page there's a lot there's a lot going on a lot to pull i still want to know who the third guy is though i don't um all right (laughs) my (laughs) 10 to 6 number 10 the shoals of herring number nine the last thing on my mind not mentioned yet Mm. Number eight, that's the one that uh, Troy sings, Troy. Troy sings by himself. Number eight, The Death of Queen Jane. Number seven, I'm just going to say The Old Triangle. <laughs> and number six, Hang Me. Oh, wow. Outside my top five. Oh, Hang Me? The first song. Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me, the first Ooh, song. Right. The first song that was performed. Um, Rick. What's up with Shoals of Herring at six? What's going on there? I think I just like the way his dad looked. 
At six? Wow, I just now processed that. You like how his dad his dad was comatose. He's yeah. His dad was like, staring, yeah, out, staring out the window. Move. It's time for you to quit. Um, I don't Lord. know if that's the takeaway. There was just something about it that I, I guess I liked his music as, as it went towards the end. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Bottom line, you liked it. Yeah. That's kind of. But like Joe said, 10 good songs. 10 good songs. I like all the songs. Right. Didn't like it. I don't much. know if I quite agree with ten good songs. I don't. Ooh. I don't agree either. Ooh, what? Where, where do you guys uh, put your line of demarcation? I don't Five. love folk music. <laughs> I didn't get into this during general thoughts, but I do not love folk music. Okay. Uh, I was never like a Dylan guy. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't. Five or four? Yeah. For me, I'd cut it off at the old triangle. I like the old triangle. So. It's just, it's just fun. The harmonies are fun. I love like the, the, the voices the, are fun. The voices are fun oh. and just the um not the pacing but the 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 cadence. Cadence, yeah. I I have nothing. I feel like I forget that word <laughs> most episodes and Joe has to remind me. Yeah, I just love the way it's sung. Um but yeah, but still seven. I'm a fan of folk music personally, um, so. What's that I like folk? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Uh we had yeah, so we all had Old Triangle, we all had Queen Jane. We all had shoals. Kyle's the um, only one with hang me or hang me. I was the only one with hang me. And last thing and on my, like, yeah, yeah, last thing on my mind is just like it's it's whatever. It's I was like, you had two of those where I was like, oh, I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> stunner. I mean it, Lewin so says cool. it in the <laughs> Lewin says it in the movies, like, uh, is this guy got another gear? Like what's going on here? Like, <laughs> That's just him well, being cocky. Again, not I'm not saying it's him being super Well, because Justin Timberlake was yeah. like wonderful performer. Just, just wonderful. <laughs> the crowd was natural. Just, Natural performance. Just he's a natural. He's like he's got another his gear. Anything? I, I think I think he was saying that. I, I don't even know if he was saying that about him musically. I think he was trying to insult his intelligence. Because hmm. I don't know. It, it made it seem like he thought he was a simpleton. Oh, he did. Hmm. I think he did, but I don't. I think the comment was about him performing. Uh, I, I I took it more as like, is he? Kind of like when you're in delicate because it's right asking. after he says it's it's right after he says yet? this is a wonderful performer yeah. you know and it's just like he's just kind of standing there. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, uh, all right, top fives, Joe, let's hear it. Number five, last thing on my mind. Well, there it is. <laughs> uh, number four, controversial number four, potentially we'll see shortly. Please, Mr. Pre- Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, Mr. President. Uh, please, Mr. Kennedy. At number four. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Number three, 500 miles. Number two, Farthy Well Solo. And number one, came out the box hot. There hang is. me. Oh, hang me. Oh, hang me. <coughs> okay. Rick, hmm. your top five. Coming in at number five, please, Mr. Kennedy. No. <laughs> number four. Getting scared. 500 miles. Number three, the last thing on my mind. Number two, hang me, oh, hang me. And number one. Uh. Fare thee well. Solo. Solo. Interesting. Okay. 
Well, kids, we're safe. Uh, <laughs> just, just putting it out there. <laughs> Another safe at number three. <laughs> I was wondering with with only ten. You never know. Yeah. Um. All right. My top five. Green, green, rocky road. I really like this song. <laughs> I think it's nice. It's fun. It's light. I enjoyed it. Number four. Fare thee well, duet. Number three. Please, Mr. Kennedy. I don't want to go. <laughs> Number two. This is one I was afraid of. Fare thee well solo. Because Joe had it too. And number one, 500 miles. Hmm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The guy who says uh, 10 hmm? minutes of JT is too much. Fix a song. It's a three and a half minute song. Primarily three and a half minute JT. song. Uh, I wouldn't say primarily. There's two other people. I mean, he has the first two verses. <laughs> <laughs> Look, again, under 10 minutes. All right. All right. But. That song just I don't know something does it it does something to me. I love it. It's so nice. It it has the um the how far I'll go factor where I was driving listening to it and nearly tearing <laughs> tearing up as I heard it. Now it doesn't help that I was driving home during Thanksgiving while listening to the song about being miles from home. Oh, yeah. Uh that might really have got something you. to do with it. That really might have something to do with it. In the gray Great Pennsylvania air. Somehow you're but, uh, exactly 500 miles from home, even though you live. I like don't 100 think so. Miles away. I'm like 60 <laughs> miles. Yeah. It's I, I when I look up directions, it's like 60 miles. But uh, no, man, that song just gets miles. me, man. I love it. Traffic. <clears throat> but we all had okay. So Joe had hang me one. Rick had fairly well solo one. You guys flip flopped them. Uh, anyone want to jump in with either of those? Um, I, I will say I was shocked. Uh, before we even get to number ones, only one of us had pleased Mr. Kennedy in the top three. Yes, I feel like and it was me off of the first watch. It's the song that I probably walked away with the most. I mean, it's kind of a and obviously it's. The most divergent from all the other. It sticks out, yeah. It sticks out the most. Matter. Yeah, and it's got the it's got the hook. Yeah, it's and got you, the hook. You, you, it's you fun. remember Adam Driver in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's the most memorable for sure. It's so annoyingly think, good. Uh, right. yeah. It's annoying that it is. It's good. a nineteen sixties yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I th- I think that definitely would have been in my top three, if not probably one. Back when I first watched it, because it was just such a memorable thing. But um, hang me. I had it too. Me. I honestly had it too for a while. Um, oh, but then fairly well solo crept up. The more I understood what it meant, mm. I was like, I have to put it higher. Yeah. Uh, hang me on, hang me. I just thought, man, one of just the most like you ever been punched in the gut. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Man, I think so. that song is just a punch, just a clean shot to the gut. Like it just flattens you on second one of the movie. And it just sets the template for where this guy is. Um, it's it puts you in the mindset of where he is at this point. Because I mean, something we didn't talk about that much was uh for that to be the first song, our first impression, and then later we learned that his partner actually did 
take his own life. Like he he's at a rock bottom where he doesn't think there's many uh, there's many other options. Like his music career has failed. He can't really go back to the Merchant Marine thing. He can't just hop around on everybody's couch anymore because he's worn out his welcome mm-hmm. with so many. His people. sister's sick of him. His friends he's, are sick of exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. His dad is slowly withering away. Like he is at mm-hmm. such a low moment, and he's. This is probably the most hopeful thing is a way out in his mind, um, and all that just entwined in that song it is just. It is which, devastating, and it was great. Which you understood when they did the pull playback when they brought yeah, it all also, back around. Also, would yeah. have understood it if the movie just played out and it came at the end because I saw everything that led up to I'm it. Just <laughs> um, but I guess for me, <laughs> those two songs flipped the most to the point mm. where, while I was eating, watching anime, um, I was looking at my list and ritual making markings like which one of these are number one so then i just went with the one that stuck with me the most afterwards based on if if hangman if hang hangman if hang me was <laughs> hang the a bitch. like a ode to his friend right mm. fare thee well was his goodbye to that friend yeah um, and it's also him saying, basically, fare thee well to this life of trying to be a musician. It's almost like there were so many goodbyes. It was the tone and the way he sung it compared to the duet that that had me say, you know what? One, two. So I it was you, just man. that. Um. Fun fact I just learned. Well, the first one is I already knew. So, Fare Thee Well duet, uh, Marcus Mumford of Mumford & Sons is Mike Timlin, his partner, uh, Lewin Davis' partner, met Carrie Mulligan while making this movie, and they are married with children. Oh, wow. I did not know that. So, another fun fact that I found out regarding what you just gave as a fun fact I do have another fun fact, by the way. Um, they were actually pen sorry, pals. Sorry, they did not meet. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I read it quickly. I read it quickly. Rick I apologize. Them. Rick checked them. Rick che- I, I went back and read it, and I was like, oh, they were childhood pen pals who reconnected and married a few weeks after working on the movie. Correct. They have three children. Pen yeah. pals? Yeah. That's that was so strange. Is back. Mumford and Sons from America? Uh, Marcus Mumford was born in California. And she's in English. England? She is in English. Yes, that's why. So they were, that's crazy. <laughs> she is in English. Like, how, how? It might be one of those things. Hold on. Do you remember in school, like, they could, they would set up pen pals oh, in other countries? Oh, for sure. My, my thing yeah. is, my thing is, in I mean, how somebody has to write a movie about their life, like the fact that like two the, famous I'm not ass saying, people have to be famous, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what's a part of a, a, a that is a, a good point? Yeah, group? what's an actress that's like big and hot? Like, what are the odds? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> oh man, what are the odds? <laughs> that is bizarre, yo. Well, yeah, I, that, I'm thank you for that little bit of trivia there. Uh, yeah, just because I was looking up Marcus Mumford, 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, look, married Carrie Mulligan. And um, this movie is loosely based mm. on a folk singer, Dave Van Ronk's autobiography. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He inspired Van, Ron- ex- Van Ronk. Yep. So. Van Ronk. Oh, they married before this movie came out. Probably yeah, they right married after like just wrapped. after work. Yeah, right after, after it wrapped. That's so strange. Came out. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, my fun fact was, <laughs> uh, I believe this is the second or third. I know it's the second one they did work on together. I don't know if they worked on one after this, but uh, Oscar Isaac and Carrie Mulligan were in Drive together, and mm-hmm. then they were inside and Lou and Davis together. Yes. And I Joe's favorite movie. Yep, you're dang right it is. It's for real time. this time, it's not just time a drunken a comment. <laughs> not just a drunken comment he threw off at the end of an certainly episode. Certainly not. Certainly not. No. I was just thinking <laughs> right. it's about time for okay. a rewatch of that. Watch Drive again. I've, it's been a while for and me. And a rewatch of like uh, Gladiator, Goodfellas, Ghost Story, Goodfellas. Oh. Mm. Now oh, that Ghost I'll watch. Story. I could watch that every day. Ghost Story. Yeah. Ghost Story. You gotta give, All right. Got to give Ghost Story a couple years in between viewings. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, Ghost Story. Just go right back to that. Like, Similar okay. to The Covenant by Guy Ritchie, a guy whose movies I watch all of. This guy really. I don't think this is like anyone's <laughs> talking about that movie at all. Say, what, what? I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting paid by Guy Ritchie at this point. What? <laughs> you haven't seen it. He's brought up. What does that have to do with a ghost story? I'm just saying, a movie you have to take a break from other movies after watching. <laughs> Most people have taken a break from it without even watching it the first time. Because you never watched it. You're like, well, I can uh, I can hold off on that one. Watch it and we Guy can then Ritchie. discuss that. Oh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. This guy's well, big Guy Ritchie fan. Big the one Covenant movie fan. we are talking about is Inside Lewin Davis, yeah. and we're going to talk about our favorite lines. Uh, your favorite line. My favorite line. How do you pick one, right? And I think one of the sort of lines that resonates most with me is. So, Joe, has this come up recently, like multiple times? Well, I know. He's, he's brought up the covenant. I know he brought it up on here, like a, a pre-show, I want to say one time or another. I don't remember. But I remember when he first watched it, he was just telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. I don't think I'm. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'll see it. I'm going to get around to it. It's free on Prime. Oh, man. Sure. Oh, man. All right, Joe, you've got the clips. You are in the driver's seat. Well, Kyle, you're the first one up. Your third Look favorite at that. line is. See that crow up in the sky, it don't walk. But he just fly, it don't walk. But he don't run, keep on flapping to the sun. Howling green, green, rocket roll. You're promenading green. So after my, I, I knew my first two lines were going to be my first two lines. Okay. I, had a, I had a hard time picking a third. <laughs> so I just picked uh, a part of a song I like. I really like this song. I like the, the crow. He don't walk. He just flies. He just flies. <clears throat> All right. 
Uh, my third favorite line, similar to Kyle, kind of had my first two locked in, <laughs> and then uh, kind of freestyle. It was hard to pick third. lines from these. They're oh. all they're all very crushed. Me, because again, oh, I pick after the two Z's. You go last. <laughs> again, there's there's no rule that says you can't pick one of us. I know, I know, but uh, I I picked a different line um, because okay. there was something very funny, and I wonder if it happened in your guys' ear, and if it will happen to the listener. So my third line: Come wind or come or wind. Sweating or cold, growing up, growing old, or dying as we dream about the shores of hell. Okay, uh, I also had to remove the first line due to time. Uh, the first line is, night and day, the seas were daring. Come wind or come our winter gale. Sweating or cold, growing up, growing old, or dying as we dreamed about the shoals of Herod. Now, was it just me or did it sound like he says souls of heaven? I You'd have to play know. it again now after he- saying uh-huh. that. So. Uh-huh. Oh, no, we're doing that. Going to cut, going to cut the as we dream about the shores of hell. I mean, it could be interpreted. That's that what way. I'm like. It's it's kind of playing with like it's close enough to where your ear may catch it that way. And I thought it was interesting because this is. Uh, in the scene that he's singing to his father who's withering and passing away mm. and it's talking about the passage of time and I found it interesting that the shoals of Heron sounds like the souls of heaven as he's talking to his father who is in the later stages of his life and what, where did you rank that song? 10 just checking <laughs> again I just want to throw it out there again <laughs> I said I hard, liked all 10 songs two pick lines Okay. I know. I said I liked all ten songs, so I did not. Boom. Okay. All right. Definitely didn't like my bottom two. Now, time for top eight. Rick's number three line. And I'll say and this first. Oh, and Kyle's all line. three songs, all three lines, hard to find. Okay. <laughs> yes. Rick's number three. Kyle's number two. I'm six foot two, and so perhaps you'll tell me how I'm fit to a five-capsule. I won't be gone as many of a century. If I look upon re-entry, got red-blooded white with a healthy libido. You'll lose her vote if you make her a widow. Who will play catch out in the back with our keto beans, Mr. Kennedy? Hmm. So I contemplating, contemplating, I contemplated picking all that Rick did, but I technically only picked the first half of that. Oh. So I, I wanted to leave other lines available. I almost picked the uh, part of the first verse. Mm. So I was like, hey, if there's another one, I could have led with the beginning of it. 
Mm. Um, Look, all I really wanted was the, oh, oh. is so, so perhaps you'll tell me how I'll fit into a five foot capsule. Yeah. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a rhyme. What's it going? What a rhyme. Outer space. But I, yeah, I love that, like how it fades out there. And it just becomes kinda, Adam like, Driver. Into the spacey part. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I can say it's one of those songs I hated listening to before watching it. Appreciated it a lot more. Oh yeah! Afterwards. If you have zero context, yeah. I could not. Uh, I, it I was. Could not I didn't know what I that was. song makes any that sense. Is yeah. Random songs to just hear, especially yeah. in the chain and like the flow of the soundtrack. It's like where yeah. and the it's, heck? It's disorienting in the movie. Yeah, where he's just like shoved into the studio. And he's like, "What is this?" Oh, <laughs> not shoved in. Should I bring my and guitar? He's got, and he's got Can't Adam hear, Driver yeah. warming up in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a powder. Okay. All right, my number two line is from my number two song. Now one of these mornings, it won't be long. You'll call my name, and I'll be So that is from Fairly Well, the solo. Uh, now, one of these mornings, it won't be long. You'll call my name and I'll be gone. Now, I mean, it's very, is it a losing to? He's going to be, you know, just not home that day. He won't be at that said friend's house. Or we might be here all together. We don't know. But He'll be on a boat. Assume. Um <laughs> And yeah, he like I said earlier, he's at his lowest low, and uh, and also he could be singing this as an ode to his friend. Like that's kind of probably how he felt after what happened. He was like searching around for his buddy, and then come to find maybe on the news on the radio or something like, oh, he's gone. Like mm-hmm. life is so f- life is so fickle and fleeting that uh, you should probably you know hold the ones you love dear. As yeah. close as you can for as long as you can, because you never know when. Followed by the insens- insensitivity of John Goodman, who said, "Could have picked a better bridge to jump off." Of. Yeah, <laughs> what did you say? Because yeah. he did the Brooklyn Bridge. He was like, "Could have did the George Washington." <laughs> <It's> more <laughs> famous. <laughs> like, wow, funny character, horrible yeah. human being, horrible, <laughs> terrible. Hey, how about I take that cane and see if I stick it all the way? Would it go all the way up your ass? Or <laughs> a little bit well, stick out. Of the end. out. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, Rick's number two line, and I'm gonna tell Rick right now. You gave me a minute twenty five line. I just copied and pasted. Jesus just Christ! Figure you give me the no first at least. No respect. Look at the no respect. I, you know what? It's because it's folky it's song. A lesson too late for the learning. Made of sand, made of sand. In the wink of an eye, my soul is turning. In your hand, in your hand. Are you going away with no word of farewell? Will there be not a trace left behind? 
That is Troy's song of loss, um, which I enjoyed. It's very sad, um, but befitting. I think it's just the uh, the lessons we learn when we lose what we did not appreciate. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Alrighty. Now on to Kyle. Like sand through the hourglass. Yep. Made of sand. Kyle's number one line. Yes. Number one song. Not a shirt on my back. Not a penny to my name. Lord, I can go back home. This away. This away. This away. This away. This That is 500 miles. Um, I just picked a verse that I liked <laughs> from a song that I liked. Well, good thing you didn't go with the second um, verse. Yeah. Lord it has just one, Lord two. <laughs> Lord, I'm two. Three. Lord, I'm three. Lord, I'm four. <laughs> you know what? Lord, I'm five. Yeah, 100 miles. Yeah, I just love the harmonies in this. Um, we haven't talked about Carrie Mulligan that much, but shout out to her. That's her verse there. Yeah. It's just good. It's just good. I love it. I had to hold back tears listening to it now. But uh, yeah, it's (laughs) It's trollastic. It's good. All right. Uh, My number one line. Uh, bubble helmet, Flash Gordon boots. Just that bang, bang right after one another was great. It's good. Uh, I need to breathe, don't need to be a hero. Not everybody's cut out to be a hero. That, exactly. This, that's what the song's kind of saying. Like, hey, man. The, the. Yeah, it's like, don't, <laughs> don't pick me. Like, uh, someone else do it. Yeah, like, I'm not here to, you know, I don't want to be your guinea pig. I don't, I don't, space, like, I mean, there was a, the Summer of Soul, the documentary where that that quote came from, mm. like Whitey and Out of Space. I know it was like a Gil Scott Heron poem, mm. but yeah, like Whitey up there on the moon. I say Whitey and Out of Space. I'm about to watch that in a couple of days. Um, what movie is that? Watch what? Eight Crazy Nights. Whitey. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> We should do first that. Tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm first never tie? watching it again, Rick. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. Dang. If, you do, if you don't remember, yeah. it was um, our first. But yeah. Really like that. Uh, and I mean, Adam Driver's outer space. <laughs> I mean, as long as someone got it in there. I'm yeah. Happy. Yeah. yeah. Had to, had to. <laughs> All right. Rick's number one line. If I had wings like Nora's dove, I'd fly up the river to the one I love. Oh, baby, well, oh, honey, 
Did we all see how short that was? Hmm. You give yourself credit for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, want to throw out uh, that line was a refrain in the song. So it was just up to me to figure out which one you wanted. That <laughs> was the first one. Right oh, you wanted the first one? I gave you the second one. I thought you wanted yeah. the emotional impact. Um, no, either way was fine. I think it's just the uh, when love isn't, I guess it kind of ties it to the other one where love, when love is no longer there, how sometimes we wish we could find our way back there. And to him, it could, like we talked about, I think it was the love of that friendship since he probably wasn't asked his whole life and didn't mm-hmm. recognize his friend's pain until it was too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just one of those, if I could go back into time moments, um, how he'll do things different. So yeah, just, just a sentiment, just a sentiment. Yeah. It reminded me, uh, dang, do we have to like, if you're feeling uh, suicidal, call, dial nine, eight, eight. I think that's the number now, right? Um, oh, the, 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 the quick call, yes. Yeah. The pound, yeah. Yeah. Um, was it, it remind this, you saying that, like, maybe he didn't see some of the signs in his friend and whatnot. It reminded me of uh, this, was it Norwich? Norwich, one of the uh, soccer clubs in the English Premier League, they had put out a video, I think it was for, like, Mental Health Awareness Day, a couple, couple weeks back, maybe a month back or so. And it was this video where you saw two friends. It was like, hey, check out your friends. And you see, like, the passage of time to these two friends always coming uh, to the uh, to the the soccer grounds. And one friend is always, like, super enthusiastically happy. And the other one looks very mopey or whatever. And week after week, they keep showing up. One guy is very into the game. The other guy looks like he's going through something. And then... One week they come and the mopey guy is there and the happy friend is not there. And it's like, you never know what somebody's actually going through. They may just be putting on a brave face. And mm-hmm. that could be like one of the things that, you know, the, the, they were saying in the movie and saying with that song. Um, and Rick, you just saying that made me think of that. Like he probably feels some level of guilt. Like, how did I not realize he was, you know, going through whatever he was going through? So, Yep. Yeah, and it just like every time he performs, like every time he like encounters someone else in music, he just is reminded of it. it's like, oh, you two were great. Oh, you two used to play that song. You two were doing this. And it's just like them as a pair were always such a thing. And he's, he just can't escape it. He can't move on because it's just always brought up again. It's the yeah. ghost. Yeah. It's a ghost that's haunting him. Yep. So I thought it was Ghost in the Alley, but it was a man. Well, no, it was a guy <laughs> beat him up. I thought it was in his Kicked head if it made you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, though. Joe thought it was a ghost. Rick thought it wasn't even real. <laughs> really, though, with the way they shot it, we didn't talk about it enough, honestly. With the way they shot it, I can see how you could probably think uh, some of this stuff was in his head because some of it was like, uh, they call it like the Vaseline lens where everything's kind of like right. soft fuzzy. and glossy and it looks hazy in a way. Like some of the times where he's talking to Carrie Mulligan, it's like, is this real? Is this a dream? Like just from the way it's shot and the lighting and everything, it looks like almost ethereal in a way. Yeah. Can't keep coming I think back. this is a movie that can be read into, oh, but I yeah. think you're reading into it 
too much. I was just trying to support his case. I wasn't saying <laughs> that I thought it was a dream. Right, right. <laughs> I was just saying what I thought gotcha. when I saw that scene. So. Well, as you were watching it, yeah. yeah. I got you. Okay. Your friends Great in the alley. Lines. We all found beat up by a almost shadow. tall shadow. Lines. But <laughs> speaking of shadows and people, let's talk about those artists. And the certain artists. On the artist. The artist. Spotlight. Because we'll talk about our favorite artists, or uh, uh, wait, our favorite performers <laughs> and our favorite characters. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, Joe went first for songs. So, Rick, what are your picks? Just one each. You can save oh, your honorable mentions. I was going to do a one and a tour because my favorite performer. What does that mean? So, for my oh. favorite performer, I was going to pick one person because I figured mm-hmm. you guys will pick the, oh, I didn't know that person. So I was picking um, Stark <laughs> Sands, who was played by Troy, Wait, who played Troy. You. Okay. As my favorite performer. But for my favorite character, I was going to choose the Berkleys. Both of them? The Berkleys? I didn't say anyone, so you could choose whichever one you want after the fact. I just said. <laughs> who are the Berkleys? The Berkleys. And Gene. Oh, Berkeley's are last. I did not. I know just that. chose the Berkeleys. So if you want to choose a specific Berkeley, it. it's not the Berkeleys. It's the Berkey. Oh, the, the Berkeys. Berkeys. Sorry, the Berkeys. No L there. That's why I was confused. Ah, the that's why you apologies. Gonna... <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna say that's the I reason why. Knew. You're like there was I no definitely L. knew <laughs> their last name. Definitely no L there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, what about you? Um, I'm gonna go with performer. Uh. I think I'll leave it for Kyle, but uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Justin Timberlake, man. <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> he was really good singing. <laughs> um, but for character, I'm gonna go with Jean Berkey. Even though, to a degree, she was a bit not one Jean note. Berkeley. Uh, not Jean Berkeley. No, she felt a bit one note. Just always angry, always annoyed, always ticked off. To um, him. To him, she had a general kind of like just like outside of when she got on stage because the thing is we see all the movie through the eyes of Lewin and we're pretty much whenever we're with her we're with Lewin like we don't really see her interact with Jim just the two of them yeah like the only yeah. other person we see her interact with is uh, Troy Troy and it's with Lewin in the room and she's nice one second and mean the next second so it's like but but the thing I liked about her character, she was so quick. Anytime someone said she had a quick rebuttal, she was so mm-hmm. on top of everything that it made for a very interesting character. And pro- well, it was of, left. Oh. Sorry, I was gonna say one of the like. I'll I'll save it for scenes. I'll save it for scenes. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it was left for me. I guess by default, I have to say Oscar Isaac because he's the whole movie. He's almost the whole soundtrack. Well, two thirds of it. But yeah, he killed it. He he has to again for a movie like this. He is the he is the title. It's who we're inside. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's the name of his album. It's the name of his song. I know, right? It was so I'm glad, funny. I I'm glad they that. revealed that because it's like it's like what does that mean? I forgot but it yeah, was the name um, of the album. That was such a good one. Yeah, and it's not even by default. He I do love this performance. It's great. Um for character 
God, there's two. I would say there's two that you gotta say. You can say them both if you want. Well, I'm wavering between two choices, but the choice I will go with is two characters of Mitch and Lillian Gorfine. <laughs> Whoa! Played by Ethan Phillips and Robin Bartlett. Now who I thought I was gonna get say. I love these characters because they're such like the nice Upper West Side. <laughs> Right, who they have their artist friends and they want to keep them around, so they let him crash on the couch and they're like, "Oh, don't worry about the cat or whatever." They feel like they're giving back to the community. By yeah, being friends yeah, with they them. feel like they're being they're being such like magnanimous people and like, but they want that kind of person around. It's like every time you're in their apartment, they have some other collection of weirdos that that are in, like talking to them. So. They're just that that like socialite kind of person or cu- kind of couple that like wants to collect friends from like different backgrounds and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then that's why they're so lenient about like letting him stay there and like and so do what he wants. I guess yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're taking. I love those two. <laughs> and then when they find out that it's not their, their cat, cat, so good because there's no scrotum. <laughs> Ulysses the was scrotum? a male. Where is the scrotum? <laughs> yeah. Who did you think I was going to I thought you were going to go with either Al Cody, just because, I mean, Al mm-hmm. or uh, Roland Turner, John Goodman's character. That's the t- other one I was wavering oh, okay. with. Um, he was an honorable mention for sure, but he might. I was going to save him for scenes as well because he's basically a scene. Yeah. 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 By himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other honorables? Um. No. Performances, I gotta go. I mean, Rick Rick stole who I probably would have went with with Stark. Um, mm. So should we just go Carrie then, just for an honorable performer and call it a night? Well, I, I mean, gave her sure, the character, yeah. and yeah. I mean, she kind of got character twice because she got character twice. Him, so, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's so many good characters in this. I mean, I love Bud Grossman, F. Murray Abraham. I, I think, like See, Kyle um, said, the old like lady, you said Al the Cody, old lady like, secretary, she was good. Yeah. Oh, the that whole. Oh, well, that's oh, that, again, that whole scene. scene but like, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the second one, not even the first one, the second time. Oh, yeah, oh when she comes looks... back and she goes grabs the records and everything. Uh huh. She's like, I got something for you. She comes out with <laughs> a excellent. box full of records. <laughs> Huge box. <laughs> <laughs> then he has to carry back to Al Cody's apartment. It's incredible. Oh, so, no, I'm starting see, to see it's a Kyle's good movie. Points. Not not the point to the movie, but point to the mm-hmm. why the characters weren't fleshed out as much because they were more impactful when you got them in those micro or macro doses. Yeah, Here's a dose exactly. of this person who you want to know more about, but that has nothing to do with this movie. Hey, Leave them I wanting I more. I, I didn't say I wanted more of the secretary. I wanted more of like Carrie <laughs> Mulligan. I, no, no I'm just movie, saying of the movie I would have I would have loved the movie more secretary. The movie I would have loved is Jim finds out about this and we gotta figure like the whole world comes crumbling down. The whole ecosystem but I think of these friends of this uh, the everybody like all these performers ha- have to be reckoned with. I think it's more interesting that we don't go down. Because then, then we'll like turn it into a route. love triangle. Yeah. Look, like obviously, we don't, we don't say, need that. That would have been a longer movie. I didn't I say. like that he doesn't go to Akron. Yeah. He sees the sign. No, He's I, like, I, I that, that like them to drive past him. the house like and stare in it like, yeah. I see yeah. a kid playing in the, in the, in the I window. I didn't say. That see, sounds creepy. 
Did, that sounds that. super creepy. That's crazy. <laughs> it would be his kid. Kyle said his corny. Kid. I was like, let's go with that. <laughs> I didn't say that's what the movie needed. All right? Saying what you would like. You said you wanted it. I, I said a movie I would have liked to see. And I mean, just like when he gets the news that the other girl didn't go through with the procedure. Aren't there 200 movies that are that, though? Like, you've seen But it. not with Oscar Isaac, Carey Mulligan, and Justin Timberlake <laughs> <laughs> with the Coens yeah. directing it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Eh. The dialogue's gonna be better. The the conflict's gonna be better. Like so. Yeah. We talked about a lot of scenes. It, it, it could have been it could have like there's a situation <laughs> where he gets the news that the other girl didn't go through with it and now he feels like, oh dang, do I wanna be a father? And like he goes to her and now like everything's just blown up. He goes to her Again, with a dead cat. It. Or with the cat like look at me. We get enough of that, just him passing the exit and okay. choosing not to go. That's that's I can take that's care the of this cat. I can take care of everything else. Right, well, we've said a lot of scenes, but uh, does anyone have any other ones? Because I'll just say it because I alluded to it with John Goodman, but that whole car ride, man, his stories where he's just like, here's something that would interest you. And he's just like <laughs> rambling on. I mean, it's just I love John Goodman and everything. And it's just it's just a you need a powerhouse performer like that to. To pull, to pull that, off that character, off, yeah. he's poking him with a cane. Like he's like, he sees the cat. And he's like, "What is that creature?" It's just like, it's a cat. You've never seen a cat. Like, what the hell? He's just like freaking out. At oh, he's really? like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's incredible. And he just happens to have a heroin addiction. Like it's, it's just another thing on top, man. It's Peeling like, back the layers. It's so crazy. Do we think the purpose of that scene and their interaction, they're like coming together is for Lewin to meet a more self-absorbed person than himself. Possibly, yeah. That That's a good way of looking at it. And um, it's like, hey, if... And wasn't he supposed to, like, introduce him to the Chicago guy? Like, wasn't he kind of, like, the go-between? I don't go -between? Think he was the introduction, but they were going there. They were the and ones was that were going to drop the car yeah. off, and if you were willing to split the gas... <sighs> okay. Exactly. Now, like they the, were going to. Oh, so they were going there anyway. already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was wasn't gonna, with. Yeah. Okay. So I preferred. I like Johnny Five in the car, even though he didn't say much. Mm. Johnny Five said nothing. But hey, can I bum I a think cigarette? He said like two things. <laughs> Numbed out. Two seconds later, lighter clicks. <laughs> You're like. Johnny Five. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think like, he said a lot of that. Gotta say, things. Johnny Five getting arrested felt a little didn't feel real like it felt too quick maybe I mean, not for the time and the disrespect to that guy it's maybe story convenient yeah. but like he needed to get it out 60s. of there i don't know what the hell happened yeah. at this point yeah okay um one Did of the scenes everything the scene i was alluding to earlier yeah he left with the keys and that's why he had to um also leave a dead man in the car. And he left the cat. Again, shirking his responsibilities. Um, hey, found the cat at the next scene on the way back. Well, the scene I was alluding to was when we first meet Troy and Carrie Mulligan just grabs a piece of paper out of nowhere, writes something down, hands it to him. It's like that was a great reveal of that <laughs> uh, plot mm -hmm. thing. And I was just like, oh, snap. <laughs> the same way Lewin's like, oh, snap. <laughs> no, the better old snap was the doctor's office. 
Hey, this yeah, is free. Like, that's yeah. another good one. Yeah. <laughs> this one's all no, because of last time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's what? like, huh? What? Oh, like your tenth one is free? Did I have a punch free? card that I'm not oh, aware of yet? It's like, what's happening here? It's like, you know, because of last time. I want to get one free? What? What's going on here? Yeah. Like, But no, the reveal that they didn't go through with it. Yeah. He has a child somewhere. Could it be two now? In Akron. Uh... The scene with his sister the second time when uh, his nephew's in the room and he's just swearing up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> Language. Oh, no, when he tries to get his dues back, like. <laughs> oh, that was a good. The one. residual, yeah, that first yeah. office scene, yeah, no, no, that's no, no. that was excellent. No, no, no. Wait, After he paid. Oh, the, the dues for right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. After he's like, hey, it's eighty five more dollars. I got my you receipt. Get your license. Like, <laughs> yeah. Got my receipt. Yeah. This what got four hours ago. I can't give my money. Like, nah, you were back paid. Yeah, where he wants he wants it back because he's like, never mind, I'm out. Um, Very funny. And one thing we haven't talked about uh, this is this is like so subtle is the fact that when he goes to the Gorfitches, I don't know how to say their dang name. Gorfiend. <laughs> Morphine. Oh. Gorfine. Gorfine. Uh, I got it wrong. Gorfine. He goes to the Gorfines the second time and the people are like, Gorfitch. <laughs> the people are like, oh, are you on the song? Uh, Please, Mr. President. That's going to go crazy. I hope the royalties pay out. It's like, yeah, it didn't pay, didn't get the royalties. Like, just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. He chose not to get the royalties to get some money straight up front. He wanted the so. upfront money, yeah. Yeah. He got Very walked into that. That's just one. him. Real good, though. Very unfortunate. Real nicely. Alrighty. We've talked a lot about the movie. So let's play a game. That's the play game. Why do I care? I used to say I live my life a quarter mile at a time. We are the Tam haters. Up the front. Bad time. Looks like you're running out of time. All right, this is the Metacritic game. Metacritic is a website that compiles reviews from all across the internet and other places into a score from 0 to 100. Rick knows the score. Joe and I will try to guess it. I am spiraling out of control (laughs) in this game. Yep. Since we're down to Kyle leading by two, 18 to 16, with three ties. I've lost three in a row, is what I was referring to. I thought it was four in a row. Lost three in a row. Mm. I think the hope is to make Nothing it four in a row. Don't know if it will. Nothing though. I know. Of. I was say I had a number. I only had one number <sighs> pop into the head just now. I threw it in, and I'm just throwing it on a hope and a prayer. Okay. Kyle is pondering. I'm, hedge, I'm hedging. I'm hedging, and I've sent my number. Deep in thought. Very deep. <clears throat> we have seventy-seven and eighty-three. Those are our numbers. Eesh. The streak has ended. Oh. And this movie scored a 93. Whoa! What? Whoa! So if Joe loved Minus this movie, 12. like he loved wow. this movie, when he first <laughs> Is said it he actually 93, movie, Rick? Yeah, yeah no, 100% I was, I was waiting for the other shit okay. to drop. I'm waiting for what's, what math are we doing? Minus. Okay. No, no, no. This is a long episode. Like, there's no math. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's no math left. <laughs> wow. No math left. Yeah, man. Cohen's are critical darlings, dude. I thought so. I thought, critical darlings. I thought it'd be somewhere in the 80s, so that's why I kind of head toward like a high 70. 77? I, yeah. I get a high 70. But man, 90. Could have went to the middle of 80s in oh, one. I know, right? <laughs> I, went, I went low, yeah. apparently, at 83. I didn't think it was. I mean, okay, how many I 90s have we ran that into? Zero, very little. I think saying. Sound of so Music's like, like the only other one. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like I think two, maybe two. Yeah, um, maybe Wonka. Yeah. yeah, I got them all written down here. So oh. well, that's the thing with Metacritic. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, you do? No, yeah, well, what I got I got all my papers. I got just got to shuffle through. Oh, you have to go through them. <laughs> I didn't know they were. Written yeah, I, I thought okay. it was on one thing. <laughs> no, I write them all. Down. It was like a Google spreadsheet or something. Yeah. No, I was like, oh man, gotta figure out how to use one of those properly. Maybe just plug the number. Well, in. I know how to use a spreadsheet. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm I'm very minimal. You can't win. Oh. You lose. Good day, sir. Speaking of Wonka, mm. Joe is of course playing that for himself. I'm your three. So we we have talked about this a lot. So let's hear from the company. People leave weird comments. Some comments. Go on social media and read the comments. We got company. Comments from the company. We have no comments. Uh, got the prompt out a little late. Uh, also, bit of an obscure movie. Um, yeah. I don't agree with that. Uh, you had only seen it three years ago, and that was seven years after I you came out. I knew what it was. <laughs> Like obscuring me, like I think Phantom of the Opera is obscure. I didn't even know that came out until we started talking oh, about really? it. But like um, I knew it was a play, but like, but I also got I it out late. Movie. Got the prompt out late. How, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Come on, what, what do you expect from me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, a lot happening there. A lot happening there. But if you want, we're, your, lu- we're lucky this episode happened at all. That is true. If you <laughs> like, I'm not in a food coma right now. Uh, if you want to leave a comment from the company, don't forget to go to Who Does a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Who Does a Pod. <laughs> And if you want to get into the Discord where you can see things shared from me or Kyle or other company members who participated in the Discord, uh, you can check out our pinned tweet on Twitter. Again, that's Twitter at who does a pod and Instagram. You could go see the Phantom of the Opera meeting Sweeney Todd. Yeah. yeah. One of the many things we have shared in there. A little twofer there. A little twofer. Mm. A little twofer. Um, Kyle, where can we uh, we are part of the Anulo Network. <laughs> Go to anulo.co to check out all the other great shows that me, Joe, and others are on. While you're there, you can mosey on over to the merch page. Because we've got some shirts. shirts. Shirts for the company. Shirts for the ham boys. Because we, of course, are still the ham boys. And speaking of the ham boys, if you buy a shirt in every color... You will win the Hamboy Challenge, which means... Which means uh, me and you will make plans. Uh, we'll head up to Greenwich Village and we'll go to the Gaslight Bar. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully nobody's waiting in the alley or a ghost isn't waiting in the alley. But uh, <laughs> we'll hop up on the stage. Ghosts. <laughs> hop up on the stage, perform all 10 tracks from this soundtrack. Then... If we don't get kicked off or punched in the face, uh, we can do forty-six songs or heckled. Uh, we can do forty-six songs from uh, the Hamilton soundtrack, and 
if you complete the headphone Joe challenge, which is just going to joedorable.com backslash store or merch, I can't remember. I think both might send you that way. Um, just go to the website, go to the store, and get one of each shirt. Not even every color. Not even asking for every color. Just one of each shirt mm. there. Uh, you will you will get me to perform all three of my albums, <laughs> TV, TV2, and uh, outside. Uh, so, yeah, 27 tracks on top of the 46 from Hamilton, on top of the 10 from Inside Lewin Davis, all at the Gaslight in Greenwich Village. Absolutely. And you don't want to ask how Joe got that gig. You don't want to ask. No. But, uh, what, how do we usually? You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> Joe Dorval. That is Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. Kyle, where can we find you? I don't know how we're so thrown off at the um, <laughs> so weird. You can find me on X sort of at VT Loader. Rick, what about you? Where do we find you? You can find me on the Discord about once every two weeks. As well as here. Once every two weeks. Well, where I am hoping to find you, Rick, is this Saturday, yes. December 2nd, we're going to be paying off one of our ties as we watch Once. Once. The film once. We'll watch it once <laughs> on Saturday. Join the Discord to find out how to watch it with us. I think we usually start around 9, nine Eastern. Eastern. 9 Eastern. We'll hop on, chat a little bit, fire up the movie. We'll watch it through Discord. So you'll have to join to watch it with us. Mm-hmm. But we will be there. The Hand Boys will be there. Um, this is going to be our third payoff. We still have two more to go if we don't tie three again more, until I then. I thought it was three more. But. Yeah, um, we didn't add one last week. I thought we added one last, last week. Two weeks ago. Oh, my God, yeah. we did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know what You know what it was? I'm looking at the list, and I'm looking at once, which is one of the ties. Oh. And I'm thinking that's yeah. the pay. But no. no. We're, so we're technically paying off Willy Wonka with this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, so then we have three more after that. Pick of <laughs> Destiny, we tied, and Phantom of the Opera, we tied. Foolishness. So, good thing we didn't. That's today. just it, we're just gonna I have know, infinite right? rewatches really to do. Basically, <laughs> I was too. Only ten songs. You never know. never know. But yes, we'll be doing that. But then after that, for our next episode, we are going to be watching Jesus Christ Superstar, the 1973 film. Based on the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. We're very Andrew Lloyd Webber heavy lately. But um, it is in the works that we will have a guest for that episode. I don't want to announce it just in case anything falls through. But it is a guest that has been on previous episodes. He says this is one of his favorite musicals. If not his favorite musical. So I definitely hope he makes it. You've already revealed so, it to him. What? So you've already revealed it to him. Yeah. He knows. I'm saying for the people, you said you want to keep it close to the vest. But yeah. We don't know who it is. It's Mike Ryan. It's going to be Mike Ryan, everybody. Oh, <laughs> I've revealed that it is a him, yeah, is what you're yeah. saying. I thought you said you've already revealed it to him. Oh, no, and no, I was no, like, no, yeah, no. I know. I asked him to be on. <laughs> but Jesus Christ Superstar for Jesus' birthday is what we're doing. So I'll be joining you guys in two weeks for that. Because my name is Kyle, and I have been here with his right-hand man. And left. Interesting music.